everyone. Welcome back. It's good to be with you again. You see, it's been kind of a crazy week for me. It's been a, a deeply troubling week for me. There is a video, a video that is of uh, Elder McKay. It's a talk given at Brigham Young University, and it's a talk that supposedly shares the wonder and the glory and the need for a Christ. It was distributed to my family. It was distributed to my children. And here's the problem that I have. You see, those of my family who are still believing Mormons, for them, this this talk made perfect sense. For those of my family who are confused, who are lost between Mormonism and Christianity or, or, or maybe just not as strong and, and secure as they ought to be in the faith, to them it just brought confusion. And lastly, for those of us who are secure, who are saved, who have been made new in Christ, this talk, this video This man, Elder McKay, it's all heresy, heresy, heresy everywhere. Now, hey, I want to get on to this, but before I do, I want to invite you to learn how you can reach out to your Mormon friends and neighbors, to reach out to them and share the best news of all, which is Jesus Christ. Written Grace is our story. It is the story of rescue from Mormon chains and redemption in Christ Jesus. Check the link in the show notes below. Now, back to back to this talk by Elder McKay. This talk uh, specifically talked about the atonement of Jesus Christ and how Jesus settles wrongs that have been committed against us. Rather than describe it to you, I'd just as soon let you listen for yourself. But what about the wrongs and injustices foisted upon us that we don't deserve? What about those? With the prophet Jacob, I invite you to prepare your souls for that glorious day when justice shall be administered unto the righteous. In that day, every wrong shall be righted. Every unfairness shall be undone. Now here is my struggle with this talk, with with these words from this heretical Mormon general authority. You see, I live in a very small, very Mormon community, and there was a time when I was very politically active. I wrote a column for the Idaho State Journal. I ran for the Idaho State Legislature. And you can't do those kind of things without without ruffling feathers. And ruffle I did, and, and it was incredible to me that the Mormon people in this community became so vindictive. There were so many wrongs done, 
so many wrongs. For a time, I was so angry, so so focused on getting my revenge, getting my justice. And then God did a work in me that I still don't fully comprehend. It's something that I could never deny, but I can't explain it. He saved me. He made me new. He took away my heart of stone and gave me a heart of flesh. He made me a new creature in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17, a new creature in Christ. I was talking with my wife, Grace, the other day as we were driving along, and, and I was thinking and I realized that while I can remember that there were offenses, that there were wrongs, that there were injustices, I struggle. I just struggle to remember the details. You see, as a new creature in Christ, I no longer had a need for justice, for vengeance, for retribution. All that went away. As a new creature in Christ, the only thing that I really need that I really want, my heart's desire, as Paul says in Romans 10, my heart's desire is that my people, the Mormons, should be saved. And so I don't want anyone to suffer for things they may have done or said to me or about me. No. I want them to know Jesus. And so this nonsense from this Mormon general authority that I need the atonement of Jesus Christ so that I can get justice. That's insanity. It's just not true. Now, I would challenge you, show me anywhere in the Bible where it says that Jesus went to the cross and suffered so that I can get my justice, so that I can get my vengeance, so that I, I can receive a recompense for wrongs done. It's not there. You can't find it. You'll never find it. It's a lie. It's kind of crazy. I was talking to the person who distributed this video to my family. And this person told me, oh, no, you misinterpreted his words. You misinterpreted. You see, apparently, in this person's mind, it's more about us getting justice for the good things we did, for all the good works that we have done. It's us being paid back, God making us the recipients of his glory because we were so, so good. Isaiah talks about all his righteousness. He says his righteousness is filthy rags. The Hebrew word for the filthy rags is eyed. And if you look to that word, you see that it has a special focus on filthy, dirty, used menstrual rags. Ooh, Isaiah. Isaiah recognized that his best works because they were done with sin-stained hands and a sin-stained mind, 
will be seen as filthy menstrual rags to a holy, holy God. Paul ran through a list of all his accomplishments, all his accolades. Basically, he was reading us his resume. And then he said, all of it is skubalon. Skubalon is the Greek word. Skubalon means feces, dung, kaka. So if we want to take our best works, if we want to take our good deeds, if we want to take all our righteousness and go before God and receive a reward, this is what I think it would look like. You approach God, you approach Jesus <laughs> with a box of your good deeds and you lay it at his feet. And when he opens it up, the first thing he notices is the flies. The flies are coming out of that box by the hundreds. Stinking, filthy flies are the representation of your good works. And when he looks inside your box of noble deeds, he sees a collection of filthy, blood-stained menstrual rags. And he sees steaming, stinking piles of your own feces. So the next thing that comes up out of that box is the odor, the stinking, wretched odor that represents your best works. I was a Mormon for 60 years, and for 60 years, I believed I was doing good things, that I was meeting the requirements of Mormonism so that someday I could get the payment for my deeds. It was only after I was saved that I realized the last thing I want is the payment I deserve. The payment I deserve is death, destruction, hell. The payment I deserve is eternal suffering. You see, Christ went to the cross for only one reason. He went to the cross so that I could have a forgiveness of sin. He went to the cross to make me a new creature in Christ so that instead of hating the church and the people who oppressed me for 60 long years, I say like Paul, my heart's desire is for my people that they should be saved. Now, when Israel was in the wilderness those 40 long years, they had rules that they had to follow. And one of those rules had to do with unclean things. You see, when the people had to relieve themselves, there was a place that they went. Perhaps it was a pit dug. Perhaps it was a, a big rock that they hid behind. I don't, I don't know. But they had to go outside of the camp to relieve themselves and leave their urine and their feces outside of the camp. That filthiness was not to be brought into the camp. The same was true with menstruating women. They were considered under the old law to be unclean. They also had to remove themselves from the camp during their period of menstruation. And I find it fascinating that we see those two things which God specifically said, do not bring this filth, this wretchedness, this uncleanness into my camp. The two things that he said no way to are the two things that Isaiah and Paul described as their righteousness. Blood and feces. 
Wow. So here's what I think it looks like when people who work for their righteousness, who do good works to impress God and to be repaid someday by him. This is what I think it looks like. Turn with me to Matthew 7. We begin in verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name, cast out demons. And in your name, perform mighty miracles. And I will say to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. You see, when we go before God with our box of gore, when we go to our God with our box of uncleanliness, when we go to our God with our box of wretched human waste, he will see it as it is. And he will send us away. He will send us away. He will send us away and place us forever outside the camp of his kingdom. You see, this heretic, this Mormon general authority, this Elder McKay, he cries out, Lord, Lord. He acknowledges Jesus. And then he reinvents Jesus according to the terms and the dictates of Joseph Smith. It says, only those who do the will of my Father will enter the kingdom of heaven. Do you remember me reading that? Only those who do the will of my Father. In John 6, 29, Jesus told us exactly what that is. He said, the work of the Father is that you believe in the one who he sent. Stop believing these general authorities from this Mormon church and start believing your God. Pastor, will your congregation benefit from a better understanding of LDS theology and biblical techniques for sharing the good news with your Mormon neighbors? Lance and Grace will be pleased to offer a one-part workshop or multi-day symposium at your church. Contact them at www.askyourbishop.com.